Hi, my name is Kevin McQuillan, and the following pre-recorded conversations are my attempt to make sense of the human experience through the practice of yoga. I hope you enjoy. The theme today is perfectionism. That's what I'll be speaking about and teaching right into the heart of, ideally, perfectionism. You may be asking yourself, why, why? Why are you talking about this? And why is this relevant to me? It's very relevant to you, that is for sure. And it most likely will show up in your practice on your mat. And that's my attempt here, is to provide you experiences and general human experiences that influence the way in which we behave in the world. And this particular strategy, perfectionism, we rely on leverage to establish value in our lives. And the way that looks is if I am good at things and make your life easier, you'll keep me around. It goes something like that. And so if I am bettering your life by doing things and doing them well, most likely you won't discard me. You'll keep me around and hey, very good. I have a semblance of safety. Somebody's including me. I'm not on my own. That's a good thing. And I'm in relationship. And we can see relationships as safety and security. And that's one of the reasons why we are reaching out into relationships in various different ways. We know that there is safety in numbers. And so we're better with people than on our own. We don't do very well on our own. Especially if that's forced. Meaning people don't want to spend time with us. It's one thing if we decide to spend time on our own, it's like, no, thanks for the, the invite, but I choose to be here. But if people stop inviting, that's a very unpleasant experience because we're on our own, alone, something we do not like in a whole host of different ways. And so perfectionism is a way that we insert ourselves in relationship. The problem with that is it always collapses, this strategy. We can't keep up with it in some ways because it's such a heavy load to carry. As well as people get fed up with it. <laughs> they just get fed up with spending time with perfectionists. And I'll explain why that is and there's some distinctions up on the board around perfectionism. And so the focus is on tasks. That's where perfectionists find value in being good at things. Just give me something to figure out like a puzzle or I don't know, let me fix a lawnmower. Or, uh, give me the next spreadsheet that I can master. Like these kinds of things. Perfectionists are task oriented. Relationships are kind of flailing in the, in the background somewhere when it comes to perfectionists. Perfectionists have little attention on others and specifically in relationships, because they're so attentive to what's the next thing they can do to establish some sense of value for themselves and through other people. Motivated by shame. Perfectionists are motivated by shame. They shame themselves into action. And perfectionists are brutal on themselves, brutal. Beat themselves up talk to themselves in ways that are nasty 
in the attempt to motivate themselves into action. You stupid son of a bitch. Why did you make that mistake? You know better. You're failing. Get it together. These kinds of things. And it's a cutting conversation that a perfectionist can have with themselves. What comes out of that is the energy to do things. That's the attempt. Motivate myself through shame and then I have the energy to actually do tasks and hooray for me. There's a need that perfectionists have and that's to be seen as competent. That's why they're so, fact, uh, so focused on being a perfectionist. I have to be seen as competent. I cannot be seen as incompetent. That's, I do not allow that. I'm intolerant of that. This is the only way I'm allowing you to see me. And that is an incompetent individual. And you get to see that by all the great things that I'm doing. The focus is to minimize criticism and avoid humiliation. Perfectionists can't stand criticism. Criticism is the gateway into humiliation. And so it's like, I'll be perfect at everything, and then there's no criticism. And if there's no criticism, I will not feel humiliated. And so that's the safety mechanism in various different ways. Is that, no, I'll do whatever I need to do to make sure that this is perfect. So all you do is praise me. That's it. And that is your role. Allow me to be perfect and you get to praise me for being so perfect. You get something, I get something, yay. What a relationship we're in. The desire is to feel useful and encouraged. See how useful I am by the things in which I do. And the underhanded deal is if I'm useful in your life and doing good things for you and us, then you're not allowed to criticize me, criticize me, and you have to keep me around. And that's the way in which I establish safety and security. That's good for me. Whether it's good for you, who knows, but it's best for me. And so play along, will you? The strategy is to adopt responsibility as a way to control. That's what perfectionists do. They just keep adopting responsibility. I'll take this from you. I'll take that from you. I'll take this from you. You don't do the dishes in the right way, so get out of the way so I can clean that fork perfectly. I'm going to plan the vacation. And once I have it planned, I'll print out the itinerary and here you go. It's perfect. Right down to the minute. And your job is to follow around. Don't fuck it up. <laughs> and so perfectionists have a way of taking, taking responsibility away from people. That's what ends up happening. And they do that as a way to control so they can feel safe. The challenge with that is if you ever spend time with a perfectionist, it's deeply disempowering because they never allow the opportunity to contribute. And if you do, you're judged. Why are you cutting the lettuce that way? Why do you do it this way? You should do it that way. 
until people just stop doing because it's not worth it. There's no value in doing those kinds of things around a perfectionist. It's too humiliating. And that's what often perfectionists miss. They're deeply concerned about being humiliated, but they're humiliating others on the pathway to being a perfectionist. And so they disempower people around them. And the element that, again, is often missed, it's about weakening others around them. I'll weaken you so I'm stronger than you. And if I'm stronger than you, I can dominate you and control you and tell you what you need to do when you need to do it. And if you get out of line, I'll criticize you and humiliate you until you smarten up. Whatever I need to do to make sure that occurs, I'll freeze you out, call you names, whatever. We can get blistering in the way in which we punish other people for stepping out of line. All in the attempt to keep ourselves safe while destabilizing other people's experience. It always leads into conflict. This strategy always leads into conflict. There's no pathway into success in this strategy in terms of relating to people and having sound, strong relationships. There's no pathway for that in this posture of perfectionism. It won't allow it. And so what ends up happening to a perfectionist in conflict, they resist, they resist, and they reject. They resist ideas. Nope. My idea is way better, and let me tell you why it's better. I resist this idea, this opinion, you, this ideology, this whatever. And if the resistance doesn't work, then I'll start rejecting you. Totally and fundamentally, you as an individual and your sense of being, I'll reject you. And that is a cutting experience if you've ever been around it and you have. Not only do you do it, but it's been done to you which creates tremendous conflict, certainly in relationships to self, absolutely. It hollows us out from the inside, for sure. And it destabilizes our relationships until there's nothing left. And that's always a deep concern. Ideally, it's a deep concern that this will devastate every relationship you attempt to be in if you adopt this strategy. And it's just a matter of time until it unfolds. Perfectionists are seen as rigid and arrogant because it's like, (laughs) there's this rigidity physically for sure, but everything else, there's a lack of flexibility because it's my way or it is the highway. (laughs) It's my way and that's how it goes in this relationship. Don't attempt for you to be, if it, Don't attempt to insert yourself in this relationship unless it's on my terms. Something like that. And the challenge is the arrogance that comes along with it. I know better than you. That's the posture as a a perfectionist. I know better than you. I know better. uh, I know more than you about cooking, finances, and health, and lifestyle. And so let me just pepper you with my arrogance and my advice about how you should be a better person.
And that's a difficult conversation to be in consistently and constantly in relationship, how you need to be a better person. I'm perfect. You're not. And so let me tell you how to be a better person. The message is that you're flawed and you need to figure yourself out as quickly as possible. So you're closer to perfection. And my vision of you as the perfect individual, which somebody can, which nobody can live up to. That's the problem. It's always the high bar. Perfectionists set high bars that they can't reach, which reinforces shame, which fuels them to even do more. And they hold a high bar for everybody around them that people can't meet. And the consequence is nobody feels good enough. That's the consequence of a perfectionist. That's the belief. I'm not good enough. I'm flawed in some fashion, which alivens the emotion of shame, which drives behavior. And so if the perfection is not feeling good enough, nobody around them will feel good enough. It's not tolerated. And if you think about that belief, I'm not good enough for good things, essentially, is what that sounds like. I'm not good enough for love. I'm not good enough for um, financial success. My body's not good enough. My relationships aren't good enough. My career's not good enough. My house is not good enough. It goes on and on and on. Nothing's ever good enough. And it's a tremendous amount of pressure to live in. And if you've ever spent time with a perfectionist, some of you are deeply. I already know that. I can tell. <laughs> you know how difficult it is in your own experience. If you're less of a perfectionist, you spend time with a perfectionist, you already know how difficult that is. It's a challenging environment to try and thrive in. Why I'm sharing this with you, because we're about to move into a map practice. And if you're a perfectionist, you're going to want to be the perfectionist on your mat. And if you practice being a perfectionist on your mat, you'll practice that in your life, in your relationships. And you're strengthening and reinforcing a strategy that does not work for you. And you want examples of that. Look at your life. Like really, wherever there's a conflict point, if you're a perfectionist and you are, not all the time, sometimes, some of the conflicts you have in your life are as a consequence of you being a perfectionist. You're not allowing somebody to be something or allowing yourself the flexibility to learn because you're so bloody arrogant. You think you know it all and that doesn't work. Because we stop being the student. And so the premise of you being on your mat is to be the student. And you have to abandon being the perfectionist for that to occur. Which is a huge ask. And if you are able to abandon this strategy, what you set yourself up for is the possibility of intimacy. Which is the work for a perfectionist. Because it's the thing that terrifies them the most. is <laughs> intimacy. People! Like, what the hell am I supposed to do with you? Just give me a task. You're too complicated. With all your emotions. <laughs> all the things that come along with you. Just give me like a spreadsheet that doesn't talk back. <laughs> or a puzzle or I don't know, something. 
that I can figure out and perfect because I can't perfect you. You're too complicated. And so perfectionists have challenge in relationships and developing intimacy. But it is their work. That is the integration. Is moving deeper into relationships with people. Which is horrifying. And so that's the possibility for you and your man. Is to develop intimacy with yourself and start there. And to see where that can take you. And if you can develop it with yourself, you can develop with other people, which is important that you do that. And you'll see how challenging it is if you try it. It's very challenging. It's complicated, mysterious, frustrating to say the least, but also brilliant when it unfolds. And the very thing that we all want. I have a tendency of being a perfectionist. And I could say that many of my strengths are attached to the strategy. You know, that I'm diligent, I can persevere, attention to detail, these kinds of things, all great strengths. But if I rely on them too much in this strategy in particular, I lead myself into dis-ease, where I've lost ease, where I stop taking care of myself. I abandon my self-care practices work too much, don't sleep enough, these kinds of things because I have so much attention on tasks. And owning a place like this can be that. It's like, it's wonderful in so many different ways, but as a perfectionist, it's like, there's so many things. And it's always, there's always the risk of criticism of somebody not getting what they want. We don't have enough toilet paper or, you know, <laughs> the food's not spicy enough or it's like whatever. It's like, ah, if I'm lodged into that strategy, it can be devastating. And so having a place like this has toughened me up. But toughened me up in a way that's actually created greater flexibility for me, which has toughened me up. That I don't have to take everything as criticism. People have needs and can I meet those needs? All the while taking care of myself while meeting other people's needs. And sometimes I'm able to do that and sometimes I'm not. But it gives me this opportunity to practice. Okay, yes, you're here and you're important and you have needs. And I love that you're here. (laughs) And so how can we co-create an experience where we're taking care of each other? And it's been very difficult to create that scenario for myself. But I'm getting better at it, which is good because I keep inserting myself into the practice. And so it would be easy for me to feel humiliated by, as a consequence of owning this place. In the posture of a perfectionist. Be very easy for that to occur. And so it's been this shift in perspective for me is how to put relationships in the forefront and making sure that I'm taking care of myself so I can actually be with people. I can't be with people if I'm consistently tired and, you know, not taking care of myself and devastated in some ways. I don't have the desire. But how much I get from being with people, and that's always the drive, that I get to learn, be with people, practice the things in, the things in which I know I need to practice, which in large part is intimacy. 
because it's the thing that's terrified me the most in my life, for sure. Absolutely. And so the intimacy is curious. And on the board are some additional distinctions. Place yourself in relationship. Allow and encourage feelings. Ugh. <laughs> feelings. Come on. They're so messy and complicated. Don't make any sense sometimes. But wonderful nonetheless. Learn to be touched. Learn to be touched. There's many more distinctions, but these are some distinctions that come to perfectionists. Placing yourself in a relationship to be touched. The very thing that perfectionists don't want in some ways because they keep their distance from people. And so the work of a perfectionist is to get closer to people, to see themselves through other people, to set themselves up to be touched. Physically, yes, but also emotionally. And that is a unique practice to take on and to adopt you and your mat. Absolutely. If you paint this strategy out five, 10, 15 years from now, and who you'd become as a consequence of this strategy, I can assure you, you do not want to be that person. And so everything we do, has a consequence attached to it. This has tremendous consequences attached to it if you play this thing out. Nobody will want to be with you. They'll only tolerate you because they have to. That's not a meaningful relationship. And so the practice today is get outside of this strategy. And the class focus today is on the side bodies. Ooh, sensitive. High up, high up on the side bodies, just underneath the armpits. On the left is where we hold the experience and the emotion of shame, left side. Right side, high up, is where we hold this experience of feeling not good enough. And both reinforce each other. The belief that we're not good enough evokes shame. Shame reinforces the belief that we're not good enough. And that's how the perfectionist lives their life. They'll abandon everything good to be the perfectionist. And so the idea today on your mat is not to do that. So we're gonna work on your side bodies to see what comes up. I'm gonna squeeze you because I love you. In various different ways, I know what's best for you. You don't quite know what's best for you yet in some ways. And that's the attempt of teaching. I'm going to attempt to teach you something today. So pay attention, especially if you're the perfectionist. Step outside of your arrogance. You have to do that. You have to do that. You have to let me in. You'll never learn anything. So you have no idea what's coming to you. I do. <laughs> and so you'll have to trust. You'll have to trust. And so do that this morning. Let's be together, develop an intimate experience together. And see so where we're able to take this. That's the practice. And so I have a question for you. Where are you the perfectionist? Where are you the perfectionist?
Is it your work? Is it with your mom? Is it with your spouse, sibling? Or are you currently the perfectionist? You're taking the responsibility, squeezing it, not allowing anybody else to have the responsibility that you've seized. Where is it? Thank you. So sometimes I find it beneficial that I'm a perfectionist mm -hmm. because I'm on a long way and uh, I'm creating my job. So that's all um, happened because I'm a perfectionist. Okay, good. But sometimes it gives me a difficult time because I tend to be hard on myself, mm -hmm. especially in my studies or at work. Yep. As you said before, like I don't want to seem incompetent. incompetent mm -hmm. So I tend to in my colleagues, but they don't know about it, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> um, they know. And then, it, <laughs> 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 and then it generates lots of stress for me. Okay, very good. Yeah, and you brought up a good point. Perfectionists compete. They don't tend to tend to cooperate. They compete. So it's a perfect example how you compete with others. Yeah, and it's like in this, you know, dominance hierarchy, especially at work. But very good. Thanks for that. Anybody else? Where are you the perfectionist? I tend to be perfectionist. Yeah. But <laughs> I think because I like to be a student too, mm -hmm. kind of balances because my kids are very tough. Yeah. I have this tendency. So. Okay. Good. You're balancing it out in some way. Okay. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. I learned it a yeah. little bit. Mm -hmm. Probably through some tough lessons. Yeah. <laughs> okay, good. Yes. I, I think that like, I feel like I am a perfectionist in some ways, but like I don't shame myself. I don't hurt myself because I think I feel so great. Like I don't <laughs> <laughs> I don't beat myself down about things. You know? oh. But I, I can't see where I am very rigid and I like to control situations. Like mm -hmm. I definitely tend to telling on yourself I appreciate it yeah it's, it's excellent you know and it's you'll notice the shame and the conversation around shame when you're not getting what you want or there's criticism that's presented itself you know that's where it'll show up and maybe you don't have that much in your life because you've structured your life that way and people aren't criticizing you but you'll notice it when it shows you know the conversation that comes to you where you beat yourself up and then on the other front, I mean, if you really want to save your relationship, it's like your relationship meaningful to you, 
Yeah, it's going to happen through encouragement. So how to encourage somebody to be themselves and to contribute the way in which they can or wish to contribute. And that'll be a change in conversation, which will be difficult for you, but also uh, a great reward. And you're strengthening people that are around you as a consequence of your language. That'd be something. Yeah. And as you do that, that'll also come back to you. And so you'll feel safe and secure and much more sound in your relationship. It's perfect, isn't it? <laughs> 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 I, I um, actually different level of discipline and a way to empower other people. And so they're stronger, you're stronger. And so if you can do it work, then you can do it in your personal relationship. You know, with your loved ones, whatever, whoever your loved ones are, how beautiful. Okay. Thanks for saying, thanks for sharing all that. Hi. Okay. What do you have? Well said. And thanks for bringing that up. Yeah, you know, and that's the that's the uh, the way out of being a perfectionist is through vulnerability. What you're speaking about. So it's the countermeasure to shame and how to be vulnerable. Very difficult to do the very thing the perfectionists don't want to do. You also brought brought up another good point. These strategies are passed down to us, over raised us, so they live in our family tree, and so they've been around for generations. That's why they're so strong, and so learned and so difficult to break, but worth breaking nonetheless. And if you make that effort on your mat, you'd be better off for sure, because you're giving yourself the very thing you know you need that you've been depriving yourself of. And so the idea is to stop depriving yourself. Do not deprive yourself on your mat. It's like anti-yoga. <laughs> <laughs> and I can assure you, that happens a lot. I can assure you. And so the idea is to create union 
to what you know you need. And so give yourself that. All right, everybody. Great pleasure to be with you. Yes, absolutely. We're going to move into practice. Bring yourself to your mountain.